Ronnie, can you hear me good? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, okay, man. Part two, man. I don't know what happened with the first part, but Instagram was hating. <laughs> man, it's um, cool. It's cool. It's all good. Okay, okay. Like I said, thank you again, you know what I mean, for doing a part two with me. Uh, like I said, I'm going to combine the first one with this one. I got some different questions for you. Um, and then I'm just going to combine them like that. Oh, okay. Um, for you, Ronnie, like now, what you know now, what would be something that you would tell your 18-year-old self that you know now? Well, a lot of things is just, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, but for me is, you know, focusing on the task and hands, the obstacles that, as when you're a young kid, you really don't really know there's going to be as many obstacles as it is as you, especially you growing up. But, you know, if you, you know, what I can tell kids now, and I would tell my younger self is just, you know, continue to focus, you know, regardless of what the obstacles is, you got to continue to have that strong mindset to be determined. At the end of the day, for every human being in life is to be successful in whatever it is you do. And it takes focus, but not just successful financially, from a mental standpoint, from touching other people, from making a difference. Um, it's a lot of things that go into being successful. Um, and those lot of things I learned over the, the course of life um, through a lot of different obstacles, which I was able to get back for a lot of the youth, a lot of kids that I work with, adults and friends that I give mentorship with and I'm there for so you know that's one of the things where it's always tricky but it can also turn out to be bad if you don't learn or you don't and you know start to see those different things that can shape who you are yeah some people continue to go down that path when they deal with adversity some people don't know how to you know take on that adversity and turn it into a positive and learn from it and that's that's a tricky thing in life. Absolutely. I know, like, a part of life, we all go through something, you know, that we have to overcome. Um, you know, when you went through your situation, like, how, how did you bounce back from that? How long did it take you to really mentally, like, okay, I got to, I gotta, you know, do what I got to do to get back to, my, to that level? Well, for me, it was like, you know, you know, embracing and, 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 and taking advantage of the opportunities that was still given to you. Yeah. And understanding, like, listen, you know, if we thought everything in life would become easy and, we, you know, won't be consequences for a lot of different things, then we all would be, you know, the world would be in a, a much worse place. But then learning from some of the things that give back to change other kids' lives and they can learn from dealing with seeing people when they would still be successful through adversity, you know, it, it helps the next generation or your yes. family or your kids or whoever. And for me, I think that was one of the biggest things that, that drove me to be able to just not turn my my life as, you know, in um, adversity into positives and do a lot of great things, but for others that, Absolutely. you know, I came in counter with. Absolutely. You know, when you went through that and you kind of, you know, worked to come back, come back and overcome that, you know, you declared for the, the CBA draft. How was that whole experience for you, um, you know, playing overseas, playing pro ball? Well, it was it was crazy, especially being young. I was one of the youngest, probably, probably the, from the U.S. to go play in Europe at that age. 
which is a lot is is a different environment and you got to grow up a lot faster but you still got a thing you're still a kid yeah you know everything changes right in the blink of an eye and some people can't handle that for me i was able to adopt and adjust and still learn on the fly yeah and then you know having the name and the brand i built it traveled all over the world wherever i went which also helped me and embraced the impact that I made in basketball, which was was profound to be able to still have the same love I have in the U.S. to have another part of the world when you enter. So it kind of still lifted me a lot to be excited to play and to do something that I was blessed with. Absolutely. How did you adjust to the life, you know, of pro ball being across the water? You know, it's totally different than what we used to. Well, the adjustment was easy from a mental standpoint mm-hmm. of knowing something you love to do and you just go out there and do it. But the physical standpoint was the toughest because the style, the speed, the jet lag, all of those things you your body had to work into. And mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things for me, which took weeks and weeks to adjust to that style, the different speed level and getting in your body acclimated to that environment absolutely how long so when you really got over there how long did you really stay and play overseas ball you know not separate from the cba well i played so crazy i played over 17 years mm. back and forth as soon as i finished teams was already clamoring for me to play in parts of the world and i was like i need to go home for at least a week yeah and, you know, and they like, man, we got a plane ticket for you to leave, right? And I'm like, man, come on now. But that was part of the lifestyle of, you know, playing and traveling and being young, though. That's what it was back then. Everything has changed now. Everything's so simple and easy here in the States to play yeah. than it was back then. It's crazy that you, I'm talking to you and Kevin, them messaging me. I'm supposed to fly, with, fly out to L.A. for this show. And they asking me to leave Friday. I'm like, dude, come on, man. You should have gave me more notice than that. <laughs> I had uh, I had just seen, uh, I don't know what I was watching, but I just seen that they have your picture in the Farragut basketball gym. Just talk about how much that meant to you to really realize how much you mean to everybody, not just in Chicago, but across the world. Well, that picture was, for me, when you know, like, you know, people make impacts. There's been a lot of great players. But when I first seen that, as a matter of fact, I was in the hospital. When I seen them, when, they, when I went back to see they did that, and it was more to the point of when you know you had, you had touched people at a whole different level. And then when you fly and you get overseas and you get off the plane, you go to the arena, and that picture, they flashing over the prompter, yeah. So where it was like, wow. Yeah. But those things right there, the love from the fans, the people, my family, that continued to drive me to continue to push myself and play. Absolutely. After that, that's all it was that kept me focused and going, especially when you have an accident like that. You don't know how you're going to feel. You're going to be the same. All those different things. But like I said, from my family, my daughter, you know, my brother, sister, nephews, all those, you know, people and fans and friends, 
that drove me to continue to push myself to take advantage of a gift that I was given. Absolutely. I know due to your accident, you know, you weren't able to be a part of the, what was it, the All-American game? Yeah, the McDonald's game. Free. That's where Wait, Kobe they was finna, the, yeah, yeah, that was, that's the one that hurt me because that was the one that, this, you know, deciding between me and Kobe, the two best players in the country. And that was the game where they separated us on separate teams. Oh, so you're going to go head-to-head -head with Kobe. So we, they, they were setting it up for us to go head-to-head. You know, so something that could happen, you know, may rest in peace, man. I mean, glad to, you know, even be in that class, our class of ball players, man, if people just don't know the group we had, a list of guys that, you know, people didn't really know about was in that class, Rip Hamilton, mm. Steven Jackson, Mike Bibby, Collinson twin, Mike Bibby. Of course, he, he was on the plaque because only six of those plaques was made. And it was me, Mike Bibby, Kobe, Tim Thomas, Jermaine O'Neal. Um, yeah, and, and that was the group. That was the five in the top five in the USA today. Man, crazy. Class, we, crazy. Listen, class. and we had Corey Benjamin, Shaheem Holloway. A lot of guys was in that class that people don't know about. Yeah. And then we I mean, so happy to see our brother Shaheem yeah. do what he did this year with St. Peter's. And now he's back at his alma mater, seen all coaching. We, you know, you know, for our class, a lot of those guys, we great. It's, it's, it's good to see a lot of the guys that's in the basketball realm, that's coaching, that's teaching. So for us as players, our goal is to continue to drive all players and teach them from our group in times of um, those times of, you know, because, I mean, like I said, to be able to have the impact we had around the world, um, and do what we did, it shows. Because when we look at basketball today, even when, you know, LeBron burst on the scene, a lot of these other players, we look at the different styles of how things change in terms of what we was accustomed to feeling what was basketball for us was a physical style. You know, if you didn't, you wasn't getting beat up or nothing like that. It wasn't basketball. And to see, like, all the things that we had to adjust to, to now that these kids, you know, they have more access to get better, more training, more um, sports medicine, more data to go on to, you know, to become the players they need to play. And that's the biggest thing is trying to get these kids to understand how hard we have to work and fight to continue that same mindset to understand, like, that's the work it takes to succeed. Absolutely. You know, we trying to reach out to this generation. Absolutely. Um, this question right here for you is probably my favorite one to ask, especially just being from Chicago. If you could create an all-time five for Chicago, who would you who would you take on your team? Oh my goodness. You you definitely put me on the spot right there. But okay, man, well give me I four because I know you're gonna put yourself. Just give me four more. I mean, um, that gotta be all just born and raised Chicago. Chicago, yep. Oh man, um, whew, that's tough. And it's the crazy part of get about it is, you know, you're gonna put I'm gonna put Jamie on there, Jamie Brandon, because that's a talent before his time when people didn't realize it was a six four point guard. Of course, Ben Wilson. Of course, that's without saying. 
Um, man, who else I would put on there? Uh, when I had Lib on, I think Lib said like Zeke, Ben Wilson. Um, yeah, it's so many great players. You can even go, you know, you know, like Isaiah from here, Mar McGuire. I mean, man, yep. so many guys. You know, and that's one of the things. Is so many guys in that five. And this is the thing: Tim Hardaway, yep. D Rose. D-Wade, A-D. A-D, whenever he healthy. <laughs> Get healthy. <laughs> and this is the thing I'm going to tell people. The one thing that I'm looking to change and I'm hoping to change is one is, is all the great players, regardless of that, and came through the, this city and state, is – to acknowledge one another for their greatness in different eras on what they did and different impacts. Because, we, you know, everybody had moments that was polarizing to crowds and fans and people that watched them. So to understand, you know, here, that's something, you know, to be proud of from that standpoint of being from Chicago is what is taught us, the yeah. talent, the battles, the West side, South side, um, and guys just, you know, like pulling for one another, but making each other better along the way and just, you know, giving respect to every era for what, you know, everybody accomplished throughout that, throughout their journey um, is here in Chicago. So we had a lot of great ones. That's why it's hard to always pick a top five. I'm yeah. sure, you know, the fans out there and other ones would probably like to to pretty much, you know, debate. That's part of the media. That's part of sports. Yes. Uh, who was who. And everybody going to have their own separate fans who, who thought was great, you know. Absolutely. But for me, like I said, all these guys, and even some of the guys that a lot of people never heard of, that I thought was amazing. Yeah. That, you know, people just didn't get a chance to see and get that notoriety on the broad stage. And it's, it's quite a few of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then the last one I got for you, big homie. I know this is one we was on when the live cut off. But like, who would you like to see on my platform to kind of tell their story a little bit? You know, for me, you know, guys that I, I like for people to hear from is who like I definitely would looking to work with and bring in is guys like Amari Sawyer. That you know, for me, a you know a player that can do Magic Johnson that stuff that I ain't seen too many players to today, even playing the league, that can do what this young kid was able to do. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of guys that, you know, David Bailey, another kid that even played pro ball in the minor league, that was, for his size, was a, a monster that people didn't get a chance to see that and done a lot of things. Um, You know, it's, it, it's, it's crazy from, like, you know, even like with these guys, not if they had social media back then, then people hear more about them. Oh yeah. For me, it was just the news and the sports, and just because of how high I was ranked and what I accomplished. But these guys were some some hell of a players. We, you know, like had some great people. And then I I can't you know forget our boy Jawan out of Michigan. You know, I can't forget him. You know, for what he's doing. You know, for what he and built, and then. 
coming back recruit Chicago players as well. Like I say, the list goes on um, um, with so many guys. I mean, I yeah. wish I could get on and, you know, like love him to get on to tell his story. But I reach out to a guy like Amari Soria, um, Will Bynum, who um, I talked to a little bit here, you know, went to all basketball, different things like that. And I got a couple other guys as well. Okay. You know, I'm going to probably message you and, and um, see if they're available and stuff. So, okay. But yeah, definitely, it's it's quite a few guys. Okay, okay. Well, man, Ronnie, I just want to say thank you again. You know, shout out to my guy London for really helping me do. Oh this. yeah, that's another guy that I'm gonna bring into the poll, and he got some things he want to get going that I want to help him start establishing, get him going as well. Any guys that basketball guys and want to be part of building their own brand or building their own program or being a part of my program. I'm, you know, we bringing them all in to like start to reestablish these guys branding their names and teaching and, and coaching a lot of the young youth, especially in my Ronnie Fields elite basketball program. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Like I said, Ronnie, I just want to say thank you again a lot for doing this. I know you're busy. So for you to even take time out, I appreciate it. Um, Thank you again, man. You a legend. You an icon of Chicago. Not just in Chicago, but across the world. But I just want to say thank you again. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Take care. All right, All right no Love. problem. See you later. All right.